So basically, I created this the original doll as a love letter to all pop music, all things, and the songwriters and producers because I'm a liner geek. I would go through the booklets from the vinyls. Oh, I would wow. go through this, and here's the vinyl. Yeah, that's wild. And so going through and saying, who did this? Oh, my God, then, is that right now? Yep, that's the right now CD single, the promo. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here, Joshua. Like, No problem. It's... As you can see, I'm a bit of a Britney Spears music fan. That's amazing. Well, what's been great is I've had a lot of people that have reached out to me and said, oh, I have this, or I used to work for the record label, or I used to work for marketing. You have more stuff than me. I have a lot of I have a lot of stuff laying around, like silly things. Working with the charities, they're like, oh, if you need some of these items for uh, auctions, go ahead and we'll let you know. So it's been really great. Um, so, yeah, so just, Joshua, thank you for, I mean, you've done over a, a dozen Britney songs, and I know that there's a lot more uh, that many people don't even know exist. So just thank you for all that. No problem. That was today's guest, songwriter, producer, Joshua Schwartz, who has written over a dozen songs and collaborated with Britney Spears. So we're going to talk more with his song, Right Now, Taste the Victory, uh, which was a Pepsi jingle, and we'll go into all of that, sponsorship, commercial filming and everything but first i am your host james rodriguez horton and this is the original doll where i unpackage pop music with the creators themselves thank you all so much for listening thank you newcomers thank you returners thank you patreons uh tyler joshua claude max luke lana uh tommy all of you thank you all so much for subscribing um, and people may ask, what is Patreon? It's a subscription-based platform. Basically, you're helping and throwing a couple dollars in to keep this, the original doll, free and open for all. We keep getting more content. We need more server space. This is the way you can help keep this going uh, and not have ads and things like that in there. So visit us at patreon.com slash the original doll. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, the.original.doll. Um, and if you're trying to figure out the best way to listen to it, go to www.theoriginaldoll.com. Um, and on Patreon, I forgot to say, we have some exclusive content, uh, some clips, some videos that are not available on this podcast. So, globally, thank you all so much for listening. We've been charting in all these different countries. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, Apple Music is the best place, or Apple Podcasts is the best place to listen to us. So, over the next few episodes, we're going to be deep diving into the separate Joshua tracks um, and background vocalists, artists, designers. We have Red is the Color coming up. Uh, and a lot of people ask, when are these happening? A lot of times there's so many people behind the scenes that if one party requests us to hold it back, we hold it back, well, so on and so forth. But here we go. We're here today, right now, taste the victory. Now, on with the show. The original Yeah. It's about the songwriters and their sure. own experiences of this. And we've had and we've had everyone from I don't I don't I'm assuming you know so I always feel like some songwriters know other songwriters. Absolutely. But you know, I had Shelly Pike in on a couple weeks back 
And I know her, never wrote with her, but I know her. Yes. And so it was just like talking to her about her Britney cut, but she did Christina, you know, what a girl wants. But then before that was Meredith Brooks bitch. So all of these songwriters, you all have great things. So today is just talking about all of your experiences with all these great songs and your, your songs, you know, right now, taste the victory. had just really elevated my mood in a way that I never thought possible that I just, it was the right song at the right moment. And at that point I started, uh, cause it wasn't released as a single that I could buy off of iTunes or anything. And so I would put it on different people's um, iPods so that they had something else. I'm like, just listen to these fun songs or whatever, because you're just going through some shit. Imagine so. Sure. So, so thank you for that, and thank you for thank you for telling music. me that. That's amazing. Because that that was a song that was just supposed to be a little piece of a jingle. It was never like a Britney record. It was a. It was supposed to be. Uh, it's funny you say that it helped you. It, my father, in two thousand and one, in October, he had he had just sort of died on the front lawn it was really just sudden and and he was a smoker he just mm-hmm. he was young he was in his 50s and um about three days after I, I went into battery studios which is in the jive building and i was just talking to a few people but i ran into steve lunt who was the AR guy for britney and he brought up he said listen i know you're in this shiva right now it's what jews do right so uh i'm like no yep. i'm okay i'm okay i'm just kind of just i want to be busy right now because he had just died and and then he had brought up this uh opportunity like so it was a really interesting weird time in my life myself when when the song was written it was uh we were like um he said look she just signed a deal with pepsi uh and they need something for something soccer-ish world cup-ish and that's how it happened and i don't know where that song came from it was me and brian wrote it with i think we might have even wrote it with steve the AR guy might i don't remember uh who who wrote on that it was a long time ago and then the what i do remember is recording it before we had this and I think we recorded that ISDN if you know what that is when you take like seven phone lines and they combine them in a studio I mean it's a fortune to do a session that way and Brittany Brittany was in yeah we didn't pay for it thank god yeah but Brittany was in um I think she was in LA and we were in New York I don't remember what studio we were at but I remember recording it and doing it just like this there was a video monitor and a camera and we could talk to her and hear her and we're recording it and the engineer there then sent us the, the so it was done via across you know 2700 miles while my partner and i That's were in a so crazy this is before zoom and before the way we can do things now this was done with an isdn i believe uh a cat however they did it i don't i don't remember the tech back then but it was something similar to that it was cool but that it came out good I, you never really did anything with it we never really saw anything happen with it but i'm really glad that that small piece was able to help you in any way. That's awesome. Absolutely. And that was one of those things where hearing about the songs themselves, because oftentimes people are like, oh, we only want to hear about Toxic or we only want to hear, but everyone has a personal connection with these and working with the women at the domestic abuse shelters, a lot of the times they can't have like iPhones and things like that because they left home with nothing. So I've been going back into old CD stores and buying old CDs because the women are in their thirties where they just want that nostalgic factor. So I've been buying Britney used CDs nonstop for these women because they're just like, it's just fun. Like Britney was a time that reminded many people of just yeah. fun. And 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 she was the moment where she created this culture and you all, you know, helped shape 
the music that it is. Yeah. I wanted to hop in quickly to talk a little bit about the amount of time it took from Britney Spears uh, recording it or from when it was you know conceived until this commercial and so on and so forth because one of the things that I've really dived into and for those that have you know listened to the other episodes is I talk about how busy Britney Spears was during this time okay so this is the song itself was basically the the project was pitched to um, Josh and Brian in October of 2001. So a month after the VMAs, a month after September 11th, a month after uh, the Michael Jackson performance, a month after what's going on, the video was filmed. So then we're at the new year. And the within the first little over a week of 2002, Britney Spears was at the American Music Awards. Uh, hosting, presenting, performing. Promotion for the album, the Britney album, and everything was still ongoing. Then, about a week later, she was performing on Viva Interactive with Slave and Overprotected. Then, just a couple days later, she's at the top of the pops. Overprotected, same thing. At that time, then, and this is the part that's crazy, she goes to CD UK for performances of Overprotected and Stronger. Then, Later that night, she's at the NRG Awards, okay? So 2002 NRG Awards, and she performed Slave. Now, mind you, I just said in this time she was performing uh, Not a Girl. She was performing Slave, you know, overprotected, stronger. And then, at that point, January 21st of that year, the Jive label and Zumba started releasing the single for Overprotected, the album version, the non-Dark Child version. It was released in Germany uh, the same day it was released in the UK. Now, we're at January 23rd, uh, and this is what's interesting. There was time given for Britney Spears to rehearse. Right now, taste the victory. Okay? Now, I'm going to let you hear from, you know, uh, the promo recording of Wade Robson talking about Britney Spears. So we're just at the 23rd. Uh, and they're about to get ready to film the actual video on the 24th of January. Here's what Wade Robson had to say about production of the video or the commercial. As far as Britney goes, we only worked for about two hours last night. You know, normally we rehearse three to four days at least for a commercial. And we had two hours. And in that two hours, learned the soccer stuff and, you know, on top of that, just choreography as well. So you heard that. Normally, it take about two to three days for filming. Uh, what was given with Britney's schedule was to rehearse two hours the night before. And here's the thing. It was rehearsing, learning a new choreography routine, you know, learning some choreography, some movement, then learning these soccer moves and soccer kicks, and then being put in wires for the stunt kicks and everything. A lot of this audio came from the Ask For More Pepsi CD, which uh, if you haven't seen, it's really cool. Uh, CD promoting the song and I have a couple copies of it and some of them are you can see some of them online uh, during this time you hear Britney actually getting into the song and you hear her singing parts of right now taste the victory this is where we belong making it happen now And this footage you can find on the Pepsi uh, video CD-ROM and some of the Britney promo things. 
Now, I want to, you know, wrap this part up in a bow about this filming schedule. So she starts within the, the second week in January, American Music Awards. Then she's off to Germany for a performance. And she's top of the pops. Then she's off to London. Then she's off to the Energy Awards show. Now, all that happens within basically a week, a week and a half of each other. From there, she starts filming the video, the 23rd of January, filming the video. Then the 24th, or she rehearsed the 23rd, 24th, she is filming it. Then, within just the week, she's off to New York to host and musical guest Saturday Night Live. Now, she had previously hosted and performed back in May of 2000. At the time, this became, well, ultimately... Britney Spears would become the youngest person in SNL history to appear as both the host and musical guest in the same episode at the age of 18. Now, when she was on in 2002, she was once again hosting and being the musical guest. She did I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman and Boys. And at the time, becoming the first female celebrity to be a host and musical guest twice for SNL. And then she would come back a third time in 2003 when she would perform Me Against the Music and Every Time. So Britney's schedule was pretty full, and this was 2002. So all this happened within less than a month. Uh, and so she was working on performances for Not a Girl, performances for Slave, performances for Overprotected, performances for Stronger. Then she was doing Right Now Taste the Victory, and then working on Boys and Everything for SNL. So she was busy. Now, the other part I wanted to talk about was the Pepsi aspect of it. So, The Guardian had reported back in February of 2001, 20 years ago, that Pepsi is hoping to recreate the massive success of its 1980s link-up with Michael Jackson by signing teen pop sensation Britney Spears to a multi-million dollar advertising deal. Now, the deal, announced at that time, was one of the biggest ever signed by Pepsi, and a lot of people were comparing it to Nike's um, dealer deal sponsorship with Tiger Woods, which was about $100 million. Now, a lot of people were wondering, you know, was Britney Spears in the same league category as, you know, Michael Jackson during the Pepsi, the choice of our generation? Well, she ended up getting millions for it. And this was the part that was interesting. At the time, Guardian reported that the Pepsi deal is almost certainly paying out at least $50 million to use Spears. Now, in doing a lot of research and, you know, chatting with Forbes and all these other um, outlets is many times you don't get that sum up front. It's kind of divvied out over a set amount of months. So if it's like 750K for X amount of years, that sort of thing. Um, but it was interesting because there was a an article. Entertainment Weekly had reported at the time that Britney Spears would be getting somewhere between what Venus Williams got for Reebok, which was $40 million, and then Tiger Woods, $100 million. But now TMZ reported in 2013, with the documents that were released, that it was $8 million. Now what's interesting is, it wouldn't be that far off of Madonna, what she was paid. She was paid $5 million for the use of Like a Prayer in the 1989 commercial, and that only aired once. Controversy removed. Okay? So what I think is interesting is whatever sponsorship deal that they had, Pepsi also became one of the sponsors of the tour. And that that means Pepsi was picking up a, a decent chunk of the tab for putting on the tour. 
Uh, so I wanted to throw that out there because I thought it was important. The other thing that I think is funny, for those who do not have the Ask for More um, promo CD is, if you look, we already had our guest on, uh, Jenny Carr, backing vocals uh, for this. And then there's also listed as the choir, the Zamba Choir. Uh, and, oh, and once again, before I forget, uh, Josh was right. Steve Lunt, you know, Britney's a &R guy for a while, he was, in fact, one of the uh, collaborators on this. Him, Josh, and Brian were all in there. I wanted to add this in there because I think it's it's important because we keep hearing about how much was paid, how much was Britney Spears given. A lot of times, some numbers are thrown out there that are ridiculous. Some are not high enough. Some are too low so on and so forth but in here based on all of the press around there it said that she was going to be getting about 50 million dollars for this deal years later tmz reported that it was about 8 million and you know she was given stocks that sort of thing so it's still this whole questionable thing as to how much money was it i don't know if we'll personally ever know um a lot of these deals don't go public but the interesting thing is britney spears much like michael jackson and madonna was in fact a Pepsi spokesperson, was, you know, worked a deal with them. Um, and it just is another kind of similarity between her and the, the King of Pop and the Queen of Pop. And here we have the Princess of Pop, Britney Spears. So if you do not have this CD, if you do not have this cardboard single, um, it's worth getting. Uh, the CD-ROM is really fun if you can play it on older computers. But you can also find it online. Uh, some places it's been ridiculous where it's over $80. Others are about $40. So let me know. Send me a message. Tag me in a photo of you with your right now taste the victory uh, photo. So I want to stop right here. I'll play a little more. If you notice, we've been playing different things through this whole episode. But have no fear. There is more Josh coming up. We're doing these mini episodes to get as many of the songs out there as possible. So coming up, we will be talking about Lonely. When I say so, bring me home. In about a week, we'll be releasing Red is the Color, Pretty Girls, talking with the songwriters, producers, everyone involved. So we have a lot going on and the return of some faves. So don't forget, follow me on Patreon, patreon.com slash the original doll, uh, where I put up some exclusive content. And Instagram. The other thing, too, is tell people about this. I've enjoyed really sharing the stories of the songwriters and producers because these people helped create the songs and the moments that we love. I wanted a way to shine a light on them, to hear from them. So if you see anyone out there saying, was this, you know, during this time, this time, use our, you know, um, the information you learn from here as you know ways to clear up the internet make sure you please in fact you know give credit to the original doll so that we have more ears listening to this and we could have more things uh done for the charities that we work with so i'll stop talking um and i will see you again in probably about the next 24 hours so enjoy when i hear the song it makes you want to play soccer <laughs> it's just a real nice energetic song and it's very inspirational Do this right now.